Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the long-awaited James Harden debut is no longer awaited. It's set for tonight in Madison Square Garden. What's the best case for scenario here? What the 10-time All-Stars expectations are. Plus, what is the reason for LeBron and the Lakers' mediocre start? We dive into what their issues have been thus far. And Victor Wembanyama, I mean, he is must-see television every time he hits the court. How does his dominance stack up to one of the all-time greats? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Roz Godon Woody, our do-it-all analyst, reporter, Ramona Everywhere. Shelburne, our senior writer. He is NBA champ Kendrick Perkins. I'm Malika Andrews. Our Hall of Famer Mark Spears is going to be with us in just a little bit. We have so much to get into over the course of the show, my friends. But we do need to start with the story of the day, and that's out in New York. Because James Harden, he is set to make his Clippers debut tonight at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. And Harden, he spoke yesterday about his championship expectations. Take a listen to what he had to say. It's definitely important to, you know, compete for a championship. I think these last, well, obviously, my entire career, you know, that's the goal. But, um, you know, just I think the sacrifices that I've made have, have shown that I'm trying to win a championship and, I, um, and that I would love to, you know. But there's a lot of different things that come with that. You know I mean? Obviously, you have to, first of all, you have to be really good as a team. And then, you uh, you know, the, the injury and the, the healthy, you know, aspect of it as well. So, um I mean, it's all of it, a part of it, you know. So just going to, to, to the postseason, if we can have those things ready, you know, I mean, we, we got a chance and uh, we let everything fall where it's supposed to. So that was James Harden on a rooftop in New York City. Our Clippers <laughs> reporter who is in New York covering the game was on that rooftop, Om Young Masuk. Om, what exactly is Ty Lue's plan for James Harden tonight? Malika, the Clippers went through their final walkthrough this morning at the team hotel. It's been months waiting to see what this is going to look like. The plan is to start James Harden with Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Ivica Zubats. And then we are off to the races, Malika. I asked James Harden, will there be any restriction on you tonight? And he said, I don't think I'm going to play 40-something minutes, but no, no restrictions. Ty Lue did say they're going to err on the side of caution here and monitor his workload. One thing that Ty Lue did give us some clarity is he expects during the minutes with Russell Westbrook and James Harden are playing together, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook will be the point guard. James Harden will play off the ball and certainly do a lot of catching and shooting and doing all the reads and, and things like that. So there are a lot of questions facing the Clippers, a lot of them which get answered tonight. Yeah. We are going to see not only how they start, how are they going to finish? How Ty Lue is going to stagger his stars out? Who's going to be with the second team? It's going to be fascinating to watch. Ding, ding, ding. The proof is in the pudding, and it all starts tonight. Om Young Masuk, thank you very much. Let's take a look at the Clippers' potential starters here. 32 combined All-Star appearances. That includes 19 in the backcourt with Russ and James Harden. So coming back here with our panel, we just heard Om say that Ty Lue says when James Harden is on the floor, Roz, when Russell Westbrook is also on the floor, Roz, that means Russ is the point guard and James Harden is playing off ball. That's 
a departure from, I'm thinking back to Kyrie Irving saying, he's the point guard, I'm the shooting guard. So how was this all going to work in your mind? Well, they're all basketball players. I don't think you have to be a slave necessarily to who's the one and who's the two. Fair Any enough. one of those guys can get the ball and bring it up themselves. And Harden is a far talented enough player to understand how to maneuver on the court when he's creating for others or for himself. I actually think all of these guys can, you know, complement or even cover up strengths and weaknesses for one another. Mm. Um, you know, Harden in spurts can wear his scorer hat. In spurts, he can be a playmaker. He doesn't have to do it all game because there's others surrounding him. Paul George is somebody that's very capable of finding his offense within the flow of the game. You don't have to necessarily call his number all the time. And in areas where we have seen James Harden fall short in playoffs, in those tight, sticky situations, we have tangible evidence of Kawhi Leonard stepping up to win and make huge plays in big, high-pressure moments. I'm not going to say this is uh, going to be perfect, James is over here talking about winning a championship. I mean, I think anything less than a conference finals is somewhat embarrassing for them. Mm. And so how do you get there in a West that's good? The Nuggets are good. You know, the really Warriors good. look better, <laughs> faster than we thought. We haven't seen a healthy Suns. Mm -hmm. um, the Lakers are still figuring it out. So how do they have that happen with this huge magnifying glass is going to be hard. They're, they're in a sticky situation. And, of course, to finish, like, the, their first game of Harden isn't on a quiet night in Charlotte. No. It's in the garden at the Mecca way, yeah. in New York against the Knicks. Woo. This is what he does, though. <laughs> this, is, this, is what, this is what he likes is Sorry. the theatrics of James Harden, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, absolutely. And look, everything is earned and nothing is given. And that's what I think about when I think about Russell Westbrook and Ty Lue saying that he's our starting point guard. He's earned that spot. And that just goes to show you the level of respect that Ty Lue has for not only Russell Westbrook, but James Harden by starting those two together. Because think about it. Okay, if it don't work, then he could go up to, he could go to his backup plan. But that was a, a great idea and very smart of Ty Lue by doing that. Number two, I'ma look for for look towards looking at the pace that the Clippers play with with those four guys on the on the floor together. Russell Westbrook pushing the pace, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and PG getting out transition. Early looks from the threes, early looks for jump shooting or layups. That's what that's what we have to look at. And then number three, Talu didn't tell us how many minutes they were going to play together. He's just starting them. We've so I'm looking at Talu, yeah. and I'm th yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of him actually staggering those minutes. It's mm. going to be interesting to see which one of those guys come out the game first, and he bring them back with the second unit. Yeah, I had one thought when I heard that Ty Lue said Russell Westbrook's going to be the point guard. For now. Mm. For now, okay? And as, you, as Perkins, you said, this is just how they're going to start. Because Russell Westbrook has earned that spot. I think they have a level of respect for what he did for their team. Absolutely. When he came in last year, he was the guy who was available. He was the guy who, who kept them in that playoff series against the Phoenix Suns when everybody else got hurt. Yeah. And so... James Harden's going to have to take that spot, but around the league, the expectation is mm -hmm. James Harden's going to be the point guard. Right. I mean, who do you want the ball in his – the Clippers made this trade yep. very, very succinctly because they did not have enough talent, because they needed a player just like James Harden. And 
they've needed a distributor. They've needed someone to organize that offense. I wrote a whole story about PG, Paul, Paul George, point guard. He's not a point guard. He can do point guard-like things, but James Harden is a point guard. James Harden is a brilliant offensive organizer and shooter, and that is what they got him to go do because they simply looked around the league and said, we need more talent, and let's take a swing at this. It's going to be difficult integrating him with Russell Westbrook, but they got to take a chance. Yeah, and I just want to add in here, having uh, covered the Clippers and been with the team and spoken to Ty Lue about Russell Westbrook, yep. by far the most uh, dominant vocal presence of leadership on yeah. this team is Russell, yeah. Russell Westbrook. Um, and he's not only having a voice, it's the approach that he brings to the team. And when you think about bringing them together in the preseason, it yeah. was Russell Westbrook that brought them to Vegas, brought them gifts, phones, and clothes. There's been no identifiable culture for the Clippers in years. And Russ is being a part of building that. And for me, that's important. And I definitely think that's important in your point guard. So, yes, I think it's cool. I think it means a lot that Ty is giving him that look first. Well, it's not always your best player, right, that is the natural-born leader. Why Leonard is not the most vocal of players, right? (laughs) Russell Westbrook certainly is more so. But James Harden, the Clippers feel confident. They're getting the best version of him that's going to be malleable, that's going to really be trying to resurrect his reputation in a lot of ways. And he can only do that on the court. And that's tonight. You mentioned the championship hopes and aspirations, Ross. Certainly the, the Clippers do have that, but Perk, you've been critical of Harden since he requested a trade out of Philadelphia. So when you're looking at the best yeah. case scenario, Ross said embarrassing if they don't make it to the conference finals. What is the best case scenario now that he's going to be playing with the Clippers starting tonight? Well, the best case scenario is them making it to the finals. Now, the worst-case scenario is them not making it to the conference finals. That would be a disaster because they basically just went all in to get James Harden. You have four Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers on your team. You have a Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion, in Ty Lue. You have zero excuses not to make it to the conference finals. And then you have the depth. So you have Plumlee, you have Big Zubac sealing up the center position. With this lineup, with them having Bones Highland coming in off the bench, we still haven't seen Man yet. I know he's been sidelined, but he brings another spark off the bench. If this team doesn't make it to the conference finals this year, it is a disaster. Well, in his debuts thus far, in, with the 76ers in February 2022, he had 27, 8, and 12. And then with his Nets debut in January of 2021, 32, 12, and 14. So we'll see how he stacks up tonight. All right, coming up here on NBA Today, the Lakers, their slow start, it continued to the season over the weekend. But did you know that there has not been a worst first quarter team in the last 50 seasons? We'll show you that number. What should the level of concern be for Laker Nation here? And Kevin Durant, I mean, he dropped a casual 40 piece on Detroit over the weekend, but are the Suns departing and depending a little bit too much on Kevin Durant early on here? Plus, we're two weeks into Victor Wembanyama's NBA career. He's doing something we haven't seen since Shaq's rookie year, which kicked off exactly 31 years ago today. Stay tuned to NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. 
Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Let's check in on the Lakers because the magic blew them out. That's despite LeBron and Anthony Davis combining for over half the Lakers' point total over the weekend. L.A. trailed by as many as 25 in their 120-101 to loss. And when asked about the biggest difference in the game, Laker coach Darvin Ham, he said, their energy, their effort, they just outworked us. So that's not exactly what you want to hear six games into the season. And after the loss, the Lakers, they fell back to 500 with a record of 3-3. Three and three. Their three losses have come on the road while their three wins, they have all come here in Los Angeles. So the road struggles, that's one trend we should talk about. The other trend, though, is first quarter issues, right? L.A. trailed by 14 in the first quarter against Orlando. This is the fifth time this season they have trailed by double digits after 12 minutes. So the Lakers, they've been outscored by 61 points in the first quarter. That is the second worst first quarter point differential through six games in NBA history. So that's a little bit yikes. But despite the slow start, LeBron, he's done his best to keep his squad on his back. This is what he does, right? Because look at these drastically different on-off numbers. They fare pretty well when LeBron James is on the floor. The team is plus 47 when he's on the court, negative 70 when he is off that is so far this season. So there's been a whole lot of ups and downs to digest each game. It can feel a little bit like a roller coaster when you're tuning in to watch the Lakers, which not only makes them exhausting to watch, but it's a tough team to make a bet on. So L.A. is in Miami tonight, a perfect chance to welcome in our ESPN betting analyst, Aaron Dolan, for this. So, Aaron, what's your angle on tonight's game? So, Malika, I want to circle back to the first quarter trend. So, the Lakers tonight, they're a half-point dog in the first quarter against Miami, and I feel like you have to take Miami in this spot. The Lakers mm. are 1-5 against the spread in the opening quarter, and you talk about LeBron James and how he is when he's on the court compared to off. Well, in the for- first quarter, the Lakers are minus 25. Minus 25 with him off the court, and he's been subbed out in the first quarter around the seven-minute mark. So, the Lakers have not been profitable at all for people in the first quarter besides just once this season and not once on the road. So tonight, I'd have to roll with the Miami Heat in the opening frame. Aaron, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. As the Lakers continue to go up and down, LeBron James, he was asked about this, and he offered up a a pretty interesting comparison that you're going to want to take a listen to. We're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You know what that means? Start slow, finish fast? No, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now have not uh, outgained or outscored any of their opponents in this season right now, and yet they got a winning record. All right, so that's one way to sort of compare things. Okay. An analogy to make. Analogy. I love an analogy, period. <laughs> Hall of Famer Mark Spears is with us. I know he loves an analogy as well. Mark, what is your level of concern through the first two weeks of this season for L.A.? Well, the guy I'm, I'm most concerned about, maybe he looks like a young Terry Bradshaw, uh, Austin Reeves. He's come off to a slow start. Remember how great he was in the postseason, and he got to play with USA Basketball. But I think when he came to training camp, the Lakers kind of babied him, gave him a lot of time off to rest from USA Basketball, and I think that set him back more than it helped him. 
He's not shot well. He shot 39% from the field, 29% from three. He's fourth on the team in scoring, averaging 12 and a half. And he's also a guy that I hear is really, really hard on himself when he yeah. struggles. But perhaps against Orlando, one of the shining spots in a bad loss was that he did get to 20 points. He made three three-pointers. He finally had a good game. And perhaps he brings that momentum off to Miami. Yeah, perhaps he's able to shake off that boogeyman a little bit. Perker, are you worried for what you've seen from L.A. so far? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm worried. And look, it's not, it's, it's not because of Anthony Davis. He's been playing outstanding basketball on both ends of the floor. And we know what LeBron James brings to the table. But again... This is why two weeks ago I was harping on if I'm the Lakers, I'm really considering trading for James Harden before James Harden was traded to the Clippers. They need a point guard. They need a third star. If you look around the Western Conference and you look at all the contenders, they have three stars. The Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray, Jokic, and you could kind of swap out Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. The Golden State Warriors, we know they three stars. Hell, the Clippers got four stars now. So at the end, Phoenix Suns, three stars. So at the end of the day, who is going to be that guy that's going to step up to the plate and be consistent? night in and night out. Is that going to be Austin Reeves? Is that going to be D'Angelo Russell? Is that going to be Rui Hachimar? The Lakers don't have that, and they too inconsistent. And if I'm Rob Palenka, I got to fill that void to take some pressure off LeBron James, especially at that point guard spot, because they have too many unforced turnovers throughout the course of a game. Fair enough. You remember how we were talking at the beginning of the year about LeBron James is going to have minutes restrictions and they were going to bring him cute. along. Yeah, he's averaging 39 minutes a game. Not only that, Anthony Davis Ooh. leads the NBA yeah. in minutes per game at 38.8 minutes. That's why we're concerned. This whole idea, right. like Perk's talking about they need another star. They just need anybody else to give them something. A few nights, D'Angelo Russell's had a couple of good games the other day against yeah. Orlando. Bad game, one for ten from three. Not Didn't shoot the ball very well. But no Jared Vanderbilt. Gabe Vincent's out for a couple of weeks with injuries. Like, like they, they just haven't seen that supporting cast at all. Rui Hachimura's played once or twice to the concussion. They, we, it's just been Anthony Davis and LeBron James playing heavy minutes. Those two guys are great, but you don't want them to be playing this many minutes early in the year. So if you're full grumpy Zach levels of concern versus not concern <laughs> at all, where do you fall on this sliding scale? I'm, I'm kind of grumpy like Zach. Grumpy like Zach. All right, so that's three concerns. Did I do Ross, the Zach face? Yeah. Or? So I'm going to try to be the, the level-headed one I usually here. smile, but I'm... <laughs> And I'm going to say I'm not as concerned. It's still early, and a lot of the issues that I'm seeing with the Lakers are correctable issues. They're fixable issues. Um, you look at the offensive rebounds that they're giving up. A lot of that has to do with effort, following your rules. They're giving up way too many second chance points. You know, I think a, a, a strong couple of practice sessions and film sessions where they lock in on this, you can correct that as a team if you have your schedule gives you enough time for a couple of practices. Right. All right, then turnovers. They're having untimely mistakes at the wrong moments. And and that can be more film, concentration, mental lapses there. And they're starting off games not well. I mean, they're coming in behind in these first quarters. And that could be about energy and intention. Perhaps it's a lineup change or a rotation change there. But all of this is fixable. Yep. I think the battle for the Lakers is, is a possession battle. And they're giving up way too many extra opportunities at the basket off of second chance points, mm. off of points off of turnovers. And 
they're not necessarily good enough to have to make up for all of that. You want to control every possession to make it count. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm a 10-game type of girl. <laughs> I like to see 10 games before I decide something is a habit. Perk looks like he's ready to say this is a habit already. The only place I'd push back, Roz, is that in the West, there is no time yeah. for that. There is so little separation. Perk, go ahead. What's up, Perk? <laughs> Roz, Roz you, you're giving the Lakers more excuses than a brother going to jail. Listen, Ooh. this is a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year. It shouldn't be no film session and no motivation how to bring effort and clean up things that they already know. Like, they went through the war together. They bought mm -hmm. back this core group. Rory Hachimai know what's expected. Austin Reeves know what's expected out of him. D'Lo know what's expected out of him. Like, Gabe Vincent went to the NBA Finals. This is not a young group. This is a veteran group, and they should know better. Darvin Ham shouldn't have to go in the film preaching to them about effort and, and little mistakes, unforced turn. I was like, no, this is not the Pistons or the Orlando Magic, and no disrespect to them. Well, it seems right, like I, they know exactly what they need to do. It starts tonight per, in Miami. And Perk, to your point, I, I did find it a little bit startling that in games against the Kings or against the Magic, the, the Lakers, the Lakers who have had the more experienced and veteran players have had a hard time holding on to leads or closing out quarters in games when, when the opportunity is right there. That perhaps is alarming to me, but the mistakes we're seeing, the trends, that's correctable. They have two more games left on this road trip. Let's see if they can pick up a road win. In the meantime, let's shift to another future Hall of Famer doing his best to keep his team afloat. Kevin Durant, he was dominant in Detroit yesterday. He posted a season-high 41 points. He handed the short-handed Suns. They snapped their game-losing streak. 120-106 uh, was your final score over the Pistons. It was Durant's first time scoring 40 with Phoenix, making him the sixth player in NBA history to record a 40-point game with four different franchises. So Kendrick Perkins, it's still early. Injuries, Kevin Durant is really carrying quite the load early here. There's only been one season where he has averaged more shots per game than he's taking so far this year. So can we please get a word of the day for the workload that Kevin Durant is being asked to shoulder for the Suns? You ready for this? Oh, it's never. copper bottom. Excuse copper me? Copper bottom. It's only right. Yeah, what? copper bottom. What is copper, that? Copper bottom. <laughs> Here like a copper-bottomed right boat? Deserving, deserving to be trusted, certain to succeed. That's Kevin Durant. We're talking about a, a two-time <laughs> NBA champion. We're talking about a two-time finals MVP. And we're talking about arguably the greatest score to ever touch the damn basketball. And when it comes down to him starting this season, it started in preseason. Kevin Durant has been reliable. Kevin Durant has been there. KD has been the best version of himself. It's on Devin Booker and Bradley Beal wanting to get healthy and come and deliver on how they supposed to. But when it comes down to it, it's been a copper bottom plan <laughs> when you talk about Kevin Durant. I just hope the next time you see KD, you go up to him. I'm terrible at a perk impression, but like, what's up, my brother? I just want to let you know your copper bottom season. He's going to be like, mm -hmm. what, sir? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I appreciate you, Perk. The inaugural NBA in-season tournament, it has been copper bottom. I don't even know if that's how you use that, nope. but it rolls on on Friday night with another group stage doubleheader. The Nets take on Jason Tatum and the Celtics at 7.30, and then it is copper bottom KD. Hosting <laughs> LeBron and the Lakers coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app.
Still to come on NBA Today, the Raptors, they managed to sink the Spurs last night in overtime, but we'll show you why when Benyama's performance, it should leave Spurs fans incredibly optimistic. Plus, the Celtics, they continue their hot start this season. Ramona, she's going to tell us why one of the C's stars is finding team chemistry inspiration from Kobe and Pau Gasol. Interesting. And James Harden, he's set to make his Clippers debut tonight in Madison Square Garden. So we're going to tell you what to expect from the beard in the Big Apple. Don't go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today. Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs took on the Raptors yesterday, and I swear, there are three to five plays per game where you just yep. have to say to yourself, only Victor can do that. <laughs> there he is, Victor Wembanyama in action. This is one of those plays. We've seen and one threes before, but a guy of his size, his caliber doing that, it just makes you go, oh, yeah, he's special, Ross. Yeah, he's got crazy range. you got to defend him everywhere on the court. Takes off, throws it down with two hands, barely. <laughs> Everybody got out the way! And take a look at this. First step for the dunk was 6.9 feet long, which is just Jeez. insane. So the Spurs up here, continuing to build on a big lead all night. Oh. Wembenyama was blocking OG. OG, and no! No, OG! Well, take a look at this one. In the corner, OG goes for three. No. OG Ananobi was asked about Victor Wembenyama in this play specifically. Here's what he had to say. We didn't see during the preseason. We didn't see. I know. He's too tall. He's way too tall. <laughs> He's too tall. So let's go to 40 seconds left now in the fourth quarter. The Spurs have been up big in this one. Now it's a three-point game just like that. It is tied thanks to Scotty Barnes' step back three there. And then down two. Can't quite get it to go. Victor, you got to secure that rebound. So two overtime we go in this one after things were knotted at 110 in regulation. Taking it to 30 seconds, two minutes and 30 seconds left in overtime here. Kick it to the corner. That three would be good. One more time here. 30 seconds left. Spurs down. Wembanyama shoots from three. Looks like it's going in, but it rims out. Here is Wembanyama after the blown lead. Often says it's important to play for whole for eight minutes. And uh, yeah, even relaxing a couple seconds is too much. 
So Victor Wimanyama, he's learning some things about a 20-point lead not necessarily being what he thinks it is right. in the NBA. But every game, I mentioned it, we see something where OG said it. It's like, how does he do he's this? He's so tall. How does he do it, Roz? <laughs> well, I think right now what we're seeing from Wendy, Wemby is a 19-year-old who's shining in a grown man's league. And so far, it mostly has to do with him leaning in on his natural, physical, unique talents Absolutely. and gifts. We haven't even seen Wemby put on wiry veteran strength or get a, a veteran understanding and savvy for the game. And when he does, that is going to be frightening. Right. But for right now, let's take a look at how Wemby is doing this right now just with his natural ability. So he's up against OG and moving his feet. He stays with them, but OG's got 23 pounds on him. So he tries to use his strength to create space. He does, but that's Wemby recovering because he's nine inches taller. He's got an eight-foot wingspan. All right, this play on offense, look where Wemby catches the ball at the logo. And then at seven foot four, driving and dribbling through two guard defenders yeah. is nasty work. He <laughs> takes off way outside the free throw line, two steps to the rim. That's crazy. And Malika, that first block he had, he ended up with five in the game. He only had one foul. If you look at most of those plays, his arms are so long that his body is far away from the shooter. Yeah. So it will put him in any blocks with both hands, two ambidextrous blocks. So it puts him in a position, too, where he's going to be unique. He has the potential to be a great shot blocker, but perhaps not foul prone. We will see. We will see. Only time will tell. But the impact that he's making already, it is already apparent. We've seen this story before, right, when the Spurs drafted generational talent at number one overall, and then two of the three largest win increases from the NBA season prior in history have come in Duncan Robinson's rookie seasons. You can see on the your screen here how all of this stacks up. So back here with our panel, last season, San Antonio, they lost 60 games. So coming into this season, I think it's safe to say that expectations, maybe they weren't even extremely high, even with the addition of Victor Wembanyama. They have played in five close games already in the young season. That's tied for the most in the NBA. So Ramona, in year one, how much do you think has Victor raised the Spurs ceiling here? I think they're a play-in tournament this year, but it's about what they are in the next three years, mm. the next five years. Because you look at what Victor does, and he looks like a guy that you can build a championship team around. Yeah. Like you already see it, and he's not even good yet, right? Like, he's he's just doing this at his age. I mean, when she said he's 209 pounds, what? <laughs> like, he's, he's just a, a baby in this league. If you look at him in the next three to five years, that's the guy that you can be, you can have a foundational piece for a championship around. And I think the play-in tournament is not out of the question for this team. Yeah, absolutely not out of the question. Perk, you were a little bit, you graded Victor on NBA Countdown last week. You gave him an F in his rebounding. You were a little bit harsh on him. Yeah. Where do you see this last week him stacking up and raising the Spurs ceiling? Well, well, I got them. I got them making the play-in tournament, and Victor Wembanyama is so good offensively and and defensively. What he brings to the table is that he doesn't have one other superstar, star, or all-star caliber player on his team. And look where they're sitting at right now. Like his impact on the game is so one of one is ridiculous. But I'm gonna go back to what I've been harping on. It's the FGAs for me. There's no way that the Spurs should end the game and Victor doesn't have the, have, don't, doesn't have the most, most FGAs. He didn't have that last night. But when he did shoot 25 shots, we saw him get that 38-piece wing dinner, all drumsticks with a side <laughs> of potato salad and fries. We saw that. We saw that. So my thing is 
he has to learn to demand the ball enough. Like yeah. when Shaq was in that, when Shaq was a rookie, Shaq was like, get me the ball. Like, get me the ball. Like, Victor has to do that in order for the Spurs to continue to be successful and continue to grow. Well, I think what Shaq had was Scott Skiles passing him the ball. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no great point guard with the Spurs <laughs> right now. Somebody to make sure that he gets the rock. Uh, but Grant Williams told me uh, that he thinks that he will be truly special, talking about Wimby, in two years. I think one of the things that you're seeing from teams is like a 6'7 guy like OG Ananubi, 6'6'4 like Grant Williams. They're picking fruit. They're, every time Wimby brings the ball down, they're trying to steal the ball from him. And that's what Grant said he had a field day with when they played him. And he was very physical from the lower extremity. And you see OG take that ball away and make a game-tying shot in a game that the Spurs would have won if Wimby had grabbed the ball. But another thing that Grant Williams said is he thinks he should watch uh, some Joel Embiid tape and perhaps work out with Joel Embiid in the offseason. I don't know if Joel let him do that. Ramona would know that better than me. But uh, he thinks that watching that film, working with him, could help take his game to the next level. Is Joel a workout with other players type Joel of player? would work out with him, but I don't know if Wemby would work yeah, out with Victor Joel. Yeah, Victor said that. He has said that he is not necessarily mm. the player who he doesn't like. He wants to be I friendly love, with people. We're opponents. Where opponents yeah. will step yeah. in between those lines, and he does not like to work out with opponents. <laughs> and to your point, Park, so far, Victor Wembanyama averaging 15 shot attempts per game. But we get to see him again in our Wednesday doubleheader, star-studded Wednesday night right here on ESPN. Victor and the Spurs, they play the second game of a two-game road trip against Julie. Randall and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern. And then it's out to the Mile High City, the defending champs hosting Steph and the Warriors. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown on ESPN and the app. That's a great night of hoops. Coming up on NBA Today, Jason Tatum and the Celtics, they are rolling. 5-0 and to start the season. Here why their new starting five has one of the C's stars making Kobe and Pau Gasol comparisons. That's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our very first NBA in-season tournament. It's a moment in history for our game and our league. It's a playoff game. This is on three, two, one. Jalen Brunson with 43. Lillard lays it in. Puts the foul. It's game time. If they're all like this, sign me up. High, high-level basketball. Jokic double-team finds Gordon. Gordon up and under. And he passes it in. Simmons, the cut to the rim. 
action. Steph gets moving at five. Curry sidestep. Curry drive. Curry flip. Curry good! With two tenths again! So job well done to the NBA. Adding this type of excitement in November. Man, the tip-off of the in-season tournament, it did not disappoint. Here is a look at the standings. The Warriors, the Nuggets, the Blazers all getting off to 1-0 starts out west. And then the East, the Bucks, the Heat starting out with victories in Group B. The in-season tournament, it continues with a full slate of games on Friday. All right. I feel like it's getting a little oh, yeah. warm in here. It's getting a little toasty. It must be time for what's burning. That's where senior NBA writer Ramona Shelburne, she comes with some sizzling updates from around the league. So we saw the Warriors get the win in the in-season tournament. Ramona, what is burning in Golden State? Well, we came into the season saying they might be a little small, and you saw that in the game against Cleveland. They had only 24 points in the paint. And so you look for the rookie Trace Jackson Davis to get more time there when they play against teams like the Cavs, who have an Evan Mobley and a Jared Allen. They, they need some size. And they need some guys who can deliver. So look for the rookie, Trace Jackson Davis, who they're very high on. He's plus eight in 11 minutes yesterday. Warriors liken Trace Jackson Davis. It is rare for a rookie to come into Golden State system, which is incredibly yeah. difficult and make this kind of impact. All right, on to Philly. We know some bridges. They were burned on Harden's way out. This. <laughs> what more information do you have about Daryl Morey's relationship with Harden and does yeah. it still include this beautiful painting that hangs in his house of James Harden? Well, you know when people go through a divorce and you just divide up the assets? Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Morey had this painting of James Harden commissioned back in 2018 after he won his MVP award. It is proudly hanging in his home in Houston and in Philly. And I asked Daryl after the trade, he said, what are you going to do with the painting? Who gets to keep the painting? He goes, it's one of my most prized possessions. It's oh. still on his wall. So it's still going to be on his wall. Do not check eBay for when that love painting. Hurts. Yeah. Love hurts. See the, the no. flames and the hair, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. One of Joel Embiid, too, maybe? Go well, yeah, I think they're going to put that one up a little okay. higher now. <laughs> I mean, he's still I there. Don't know, I don't know what paintings are being commissioned in Boston, but let's go oh. to the Celtics because they're off to a hot start for the ages 5-0. What is burning with the Seas? You know, Jason Tatum's a Kobe guy, right? And when Kobe got Pau Gasol, he won two more championships. And this summer when I had a chance to talk to him, he said, you know, I think Porzingis can be like Pau Gasol for me and for our team. That chemistry that those two had. I checked in with him the other day. I said, you still think he's like Pau Gasol? And he said, more and more every single day. He said, why? He said, it's just his demeanor. He has it in him. He has that edge. They're 5-0. They start off pretty well. There's some people who are going to say that, particularly because it's the Boston Celtics making sort of a I know. comparison that are going to say, huh, okay, the Celtics are 5-0 for the first time since 2009-2010 when they went to reach the NBA Finals with one Mr. Fabulous Kendrick Perkins starting at center. So, Perk, what do you think of this Kobe Pow comparison from Jason Tatum? Uh, you know what? I was in my feelings at first and wondering why Jason Tatum didn't say Paul Pierce and KG. Oh, but at this point, I'm like, is this at this point? I'm like, is this a hidden message to Pazingas to say, do you know what Kobe and Paul Gasol did? They yeah. actually won two NBA championships. Yeah. Like, I understand the way that we're starting, but Tatum is letting the world know that his ultimate goal is to deliver a championship and hang another banner in Boston. And so with that being said, no one can question Jason Tatum when we talk about a guy, the one of the youngest guys to reach 10,000 points, and especially in the Celtic uniform. But he's telling Przingis, I need you to elevate and keep your game at this level because yeah. the goal is not finished. 
This is another time where I'm seeing Jason Tatum publicly show self-awareness and also willingness to put himself and the team out there. Sometimes you're afraid to say these things out loud because it holds yourself and everybody else to a standard. Earlier before the season, he once said, we've got to get over the hump this year. He mm -hmm. put that out there. Yeah. Now he's bringing up champions and, and Kobe and Powell and Kobe, somebody that was a mentor and he looks up to very greatly. I love seeing Jason Tatum being willing to take on this type of responsibility yeah. and, and accountability. It's sort of a Reminds me of LeBron James saying, you know what, Anthony Davis is the face of the Lakers, right? When you yeah. lift up your teammates, when you need a little bit more from them, sometimes those comparisons, those elevations, they aren't meant to intimidate. They're meant to compliment so you have the confidence to go out there publicly. And clearly, so far, whatever's in the water in Boston, it <laughs> is working. All right, coming up on NBA Today, speaking of LeBron James, he is taking his talents to South Beach. Just for tonight, though, the Lakers, the Heat showdown. We're counting down the Kings' top of the top plays as one of the Heatles. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't sweat the technique. Maybe LeBron's best play against the Heat in his entire career is Miami's opponent. The only player who has averaged more points against the Heat is Michael Jordan. And in a Heat jersey, LeBron has the highest individual scoring average in the history of the team. So ahead of his matchup against Miami tonight, LeBron, he reflected on his time there. He said he would still be the same player even without his stint in Miami. But, I mean, what a stint it was. So it's a perfect time. Let's take a look back a little top of the top. LeBron James with the Heat. We're going to start with top dunks. Of course, we needed to include this poster. I'm so sorry, Paul Millsap. But I know. This I mean, what's Paul done to just get Nasty. this play? I respect that out. he came out there seeing LeBron come yeah. out of steam. Yeah. Woo! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now this, you couldn't even see LeBron from behind the basket cutting there. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, he didn't touch him. Just jumped over. <laughs> Even Dwayne Wade's like, oh, this Man. one. And then, I mean, of course. Oh, my goodness, Perk. Perk, you knew it was coming. Uh. You knew it was coming, Perk. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Thomas uh. down there. Oh. Well, then we also have some top plays with the first round, right? That's, yep, playoffs here. Oh, yep. And then Michael Jordan Brightness stares down as he goes for the dunk. LeBron was like, Mike was like, I'm going to have to unleash the last dance. <laughs> I'm going to have to come through with that one. And we all enjoyed that. I mean, play after play. I remember these series with the Pacers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, their number. Ooh. And then same season, right? This is the NBA Finals at block on Tiago Splitter. And then we do have some top wave LeBron connection. I don't know who's peanut butter, who's jelly, but it's all <laughs> awesome, right? Throws the touchdown alley-oop. It was really awesome. What is it about Indy? I mean, we know what it is about Indy. But they always played each other in the playoffs. Yeah. I enjoyed this era getting to see their brotherhood, you know, on and mm -hmm. off the court. 
once again. Wade, oof, to LeBron James. I'm Perk's just like backboard. mesmerized. Perk, Perk just needs to like take it all in. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Yep. Here it comes. One of the most iconic photos in NBA history, right? Wade setting up LeBron for the slam there. And then, of course, it, it's so iconic that it's being done again and again. Take a look at the Eagles yesterday. After the touchdown, what do they recreate? Oh, this is something. Oh, yeah. When life We need a better hard. angle of that, though. What well, LeBron James said, hey, wanted LeBron James, wanted Dwayne Wade to, to take a look at that. The ultimate respect. Tonight, LeBron James Camera, back in Miami. Shot. Let's see what else he adds to his top of the top. But hey, before we bounce, college hoops, they're in full swing. And y'all, did you see this play? South Carolina How freshman. How could you not see this Malaysia play? Malaysia Wiley. All right, watch this. In transition, she goes behind oh. the back with the athletic finish. The body control, and they put a whooping on them. It's, the extra, it's a little extra scoop at the end, too. And I mean, Anytime. we all noticed, Come right, on. in the newsroom, we had to, to, to turn to the TVs and watch this in real time. But Magic Johnson and Kevin Durant, they were also tuning in. They took to social media to let us know what they thought of this game. Magic posted the most magic tweet. Yeah. Just saw the best move in all of basketball. <laughs> I love that he has Victor in there, by the way. Steph, LeBron, KD, Jokic, and he's adding Victor already in that he's company. Finally, get all ready for him. Okay. Well, and then KD is doing our job out here, saying tune in to ESPN because these go. ladies out here moving. One thing different. about KD, he supports, watches the women's game at every level. He is a <laughs> hooper's hooper, and of course that includes. I'm glad Magic tweeted though, because that's something he would have done. Yeah. That, that was a Magic kind of move without the hang. I love yes. it. That was spicy. Right. And in Paris, <laughs> awesome. Speaking of Paris, next on NBA Today marks the 35th anniversary of Shaquille O'Neal's debut. So how only a few games in, Victor Wembanyama is measuring up to the big diesel. We explain in 60 seconds. One years ago today, one of the most dominant rookie campaigns in NBA history kicked off when Shaquille O'Neal made his debut. He stuffed the stat sheet with 12 points, 18 rebounds, three blocks in a 10-point win over the Miami Heat. So take a look at this. In his first six games, Wembenyama has 123 points, 20.5 points per game, 16 blocks. Since blocks became official in 73-74, Wembenyama is the third player to record at least 120 points and 15 blocks in his first six games since who? Since Shaquille O'Neal in 1992 and then David Robinson in 1989. So these are completely different eras. I know the old heads love to compare. <laughs> okay, can Victor stack up? And Wilbon, yes, I'm talking about you. We have these conversations off air so all the time. The but Mark, <laughs> you've covered plenty of dominant big men throughout your Hall of Fame career. These are obviously very different players. They're very different eras, but I'll indulge it. What similarities do you see between Shaq and Victor here in terms of impact? Hey, I'm, I'm dating myself, and I'm going back to being a little boy in San Jose watching TV yep. on Saturday morning. But comparing these two is like comparing Godzilla and Ultraman, right? The Kimbe Mutombo once said that monster. And that monster is a, a young Shaq, Orlando Shaq is Godzilla. And, you know, uh, Wambiana is, is tall, slim. You know, Ultraman was 164 feet tall. He was slender and quick and could jump. An athletic, I see him like Ultraman, so I, I can't compare these two superheroes.
But other than them just being amazing. I'm not mad at it, though. I, I'm following where your comparison was going. I'll have to dust off the old VHS to remind myself of that. But uh, Perk, Shaq posted 23-14 and 14 on his way to winning Rookie of the Year. Do you think there's any way Victor can come close to sort of dominating in that same fashion? Not in that same fashion, but he will dominate, yeah. right? He's going to dominate more on the finesse side. Shaq was just like, I'm going to go through your chest. I'm going to break your arms. You're going to catch your elbow, and I'm going to snatch the screws out the rim. Victor is going to give you that. I'm going to dominate in my own way, hit these pull-up hezzy threes, knock down these middies. I may dunk on you every now and then, you know what I'm saying, from outside the paint or off a of pick and roll. But on the defensive side of things, here's the thing. He's going to have a bigger impact than Shaq defensively with his ability of blocking shots. He's not going to break any backboards, though. <laughs> I don't see Victor breaking any. Shattering any. <laughs> I, I see similarities no. in the sense that they can both be dominant based on their physical uniqueness that they have, right? And, like, I could see for 1B, much like Shaq, teams having to have 1B-specific strategy to try and take him out of the game over the yeah. course of these years. And mm -hmm. if Shaq did it with, like, size and strength and mobility, then it's going to be a different type of how for 1B in that he's, he's got length, he's got range, and he's got mobility. So it's going to be a different way, yep. but same kind of dominance. Well, let's go from one debut to another, Roz. Shift our focus back to James Harden. He will play in a Clipper uniform tonight for the first time as L.A. heads to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks. Take a look at the prop bets here. Perk, what you like? I actually like the over on the rebounds for James Harden. I think he's going to go over four and a half rebounds tonight. I think he's going to have around 10 points because I don't know how heavy his minutes going to be, but I'm going with the over on the rebounds. Not I, the I wouldn't be mad at an over on the points as well. Remote. Oh, definitely an over yeah. on the points. Uh, Come on now, he's a great three-point shooter. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. James Harden makes his debut tonight in Madison Square Garden. We will have full coverage tomorrow in right the garden. here on NBA Today.